I'm Greg, and you're listening to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Hi, Greg. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. What's going on? Well, let's see. Not a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's using our dumpster again. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Investigation going on later. There we go. And you know, it's the good thing we're investigating and we have our guest for today. Yeah. Because our guest is from Be Smart for Kids. And we're talking about gun safety. So Oh. It's a lot of things you could be smart for kids for, but gun safety is a good one. Gun safety is huge. So now we're investigating our dumpster users. Yeah. <laughs> no correlation. <laughs> There's no parallel. You know what we find in there. I think it's just cardboard. Everyone can rest easy. <laughs> but yes, from Be Smart for Kids, we have uh, our Rhode Island lead, Susan Moratini, going to be on the podcast today talking about Be Smart and, and what gun safety really looks like in the home. All right. I'm down. I know you have some guns do yeah yeah <laughs> we've got some uh we have some former competitive shooters so yeah right. and a farm so that is awesome yep yeah, but gun safety is super important so this may be just a review for you maybe all right maybe so without further ado today joining us on totally preventable the podcast we have volunteer for moms demand action and the rhode island lead of be smart for kids susan moratini how are you doing susan I'm doing well. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the podcast. This is a kids access and guns is totally preventable. As we all know. Yes. 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 Thank you for being our guest today. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us and to give us some more information about Be Smart. Yeah. Excited Excited to hear about this um, worthy clause. Um, Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this organization? Sure. Um, I'm a Rhode Island native and I'm get close to 70 years old. I don't mind saying that. Um, I'm a mom, a grandmother, and, um, was raised in a big family. So I have a lot of roots here. And, um, I was, I joined Moms Demand Action in 2019. Um, I was at the state house a lot, um, And I noticed, you know, for a lot of the legislation, and I noticed mom's red shirts and their determination, and uh, they really, they welcomed me as part of the group. And I basically went to a lot of meetings and and, um, hearings at the state house. And then in 2001, I was asked to be, join the leadership group, and I did. And I've been the Be Smart lead since then. What can you tell us what is Be Smart for Kids? Be Smart for Kids is was um it's a campaign that every town for gun safety developed in 2016, basically after the Sandy Hook shooting. And it's to keep children from accessing guns um, so that they don't harm themselves or others. Basically, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, does the SMART stand for something? It does. So it's an acronym and it stands for um, secure guns in homes and vehicles. 
that's the S, and the um, M is to model responsible behavior when handling guns and when um, around children. And the A is to ask others about um, whether they have unsecured guns or guns in general in their homes. And this is really important. And this is the tough one because um, we wanna make it just easy for people to ask. It's not something you'd normally ask. Like you'd say, oh, you know, my child's coming over and my child has a peanut allergy. Do you have any, you know, don't serve peanut butter or what? And, um, or, you know, when, the, when you take the kids, do you have an extra car seat? Do you need one? Um, you know, to normalize saying, um, oh, and do you have guns in your home? And, and are they securely locked and kept away from kids? That's not something people want, normally want to say, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the ask. The R is for, to recognize the role of guns in suicide. And suicide is a huge problem everywhere, but especially in the United States among teenagers. And um, most teenagers who do access guns get them from their own home or the home of a family member. And it's it's to recognize the seriousness of that. And T is to tell others, spread the word, which you're doing right now, thank you, because this is a totally preventable um, crisis that we're facing. Thank you. So. Is, I almost made it. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Uh, is improper gun storage a large problem in the United States? So in the United States, starting again, there are 13 million households with children under the age of 18 that contain at least one gun. And of those 13 million households, approximately 4.6 million children live in a household with at least one gun that is stored while loaded and unlocked. Mm. So that's a lot of opportunity. Um, and you can prevent that by making sure that your guns are secure, securely stored, um, unloaded, separate from the ammunition, secured with cable locks, and have the ammunition even locked in a separate lock box or firearm safe. Um, so it's, it's a problem. And, and Unfortunately, there are a lot of states that have laws to um, combat this, you know, the be smart laws that secure gun storage laws, but even those, if they're not always followed through, and they don't have a lot of teeth in them. So even when, you know, someone is left out a gun and a child gets it, rarely are they held accountable or pay any penalty. Um, could you explain unintentional shootings? Um, and what that looks like in the United States. Yeah, so unintentional shootings are, clearly nobody wants their kids to gain access to a gun. So it's when the uh, child gets a gun and is playing with it and unintentionally shoots a sibling or themselves or, um, or puts others in harm's way just by having the gun. And that occurs more and more um, each year. It's each year there are more unintentional shootings in the United States. Uh, every town has tracked it and um, not an accident index map. And unfortunately, I just looked up the map and it's they must be updating it because it's not um, showing the numbers, but the numbers are, are horrifying. 
Mm. And, you know, kids as young as two are getting the hands-on guns that are loaded. And, and in uh, Boston recently, a seven-year-old brought a loaded um, handgun to school. Wow. And it, luckily, uh, teachers found it and removed it. So, so that's the adult's responsibility to make sure that their guns are loaded securely and not um, accessed by children of any age. Yeah, what does proper gun storage look like? How do you how do you help people to understand? Like for me, I would think that I could store it safely, but I would want it loaded in case of emergency. But you're saying we should separate ammunition from weapon and store them both safely, correct? Right. Um, so it it's a uh, most people say, like you just said, well, I have a gun for protection. So if I keep it unloaded, um, then how am I going to protect myself by the time I get the ammunition in the gun? But that's that's hardly ever the case. I mean, um, people who are, use guns for self-defense in home invasions, it's just so rare. Whereas the instances of children accessing the guns that are loaded is much more um, prominent and much more of a problem that could be pre prevented. And, um, you know, you can put a cable lock on the gun. You could, there are all sorts of different methods, um, you know, from small storage cases to gun safes. Um, and there even, I heard um, that in the last legislation that they're, they're making safes that you can um, open, you know, by looking at them or just very quickly and um, have immediate access to the gun. And then, you know, obviously then you, then the ammunition. So it's, it's something that um, they're working on to try to make it easier, but, but the overall problem is if you leave that gun loaded and you have, if you don't even have children, if you might have a child come visit your home, it might be a grandparent that has a child come visit home. Or you might have a neighbor stop by, um, and that that child gets access to the gun, then that's just a, a preventable tragedy because someone's very likely going to get shot. Do you know why um, people are not responsibly storing their firearms? Like, is have you heard from people? Like, are are they just do they just feel like it, violence couldn't? accidental violence couldn't happen in their home or do they feel like it's too much of a burden or are they just um, not educated on it well enough? Do you know why? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think Be Smart is, it's all about raising awareness and educating people. Um, you know, anytime you talk about gun ownership, I think people, you know, start thinking Second Amendment rights and they get very concerned that you're going to take away their gun or you're going to restrict anything they can do with their gun. Whereas, you know, our program is just all about keeping them locked and keeping children from accessing them. That's, that's basically it. And I do think it's a lack of education or understanding that how dangerous it is. Uh, just recently in Rhode Island last year, a student, 16 year old student um, was at a friend's house and they found a loaded weapon on a nightstand. And apparently an, an uncle of the friend 
had been staying with them and he left the gun there. And they played, played with it and the student was shot and killed, he was 16. So, and that not only affected his community in Johnston, but he had lots of friends. He was a really popular kid and it affected all the his friends, you know, communities bordering Johnston and just, it's just tragic. And no one, I don't think anyone really knew that the uncle had the gun there. I think, you know, and the uncle was charged, um, but he didn't, he was, um, he didn't get any sort of um, penalty or didn't pay a fine. He sort of, because um, I don't, I don't think, you know, he had any sort of record. I don't really know, but I do know that he was, he was let go with uh, probably probation. So that was right here in Rhode Island. Wow. Um, what what advice would you give for parents re, um, regarding how to talk to their children about gun safety and proper gun storage? Yeah, so talking to your children, um, I think basically, you know, if you see any sort of weapon or anyone that you know, any of your friends has a weapon, just to get away. Don't touch it, get away, tell an adult. But our message is more for adults because it's really the adult's responsibility to keep the gun out of the hands of the children. It's not the child's responsibility not to touch a loaded weapon. It shouldn't be there in the first place. It shouldn't be loaded. Um, so our message is more aimed at adults and caregivers. But obviously, if it, I've told my own granddaughter, if you see a gun, you know, don't have anything to do with it. And uh, she she actually got a water pistol and she said, Grandma, I hope this is okay. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, your water pistol's fine. <laughs> um, so whether, you know, how much she understands, I don't know, but but she is thinking about it. And, um, but it's the parents and the caregivers who really need the message. So full disclosure, um, we live on a farm and we have four children. And so part of farm life is critters. And um, so we have firearms. And when our kids were very young, we taught them about um, weapons and safety and um, not touching them. And if they're at a friend's house to make sure, you know, if someone else touched, the, you know, it was around them to let them know not to touch them and, you know, notify an adult. But um, we also store them properly. But part of having firearms in our house um, was not that our kids handled them at the time, but was proper hand handling of the weapons. And um, from this became, two of our children became competitive shooters. Ah. And so um, I I'm kind of leading into um, our next question about um, how gun safety be can be um, political. Um, and so we're a pretty liberal leaning family, but um, our kids were taught proper gun safety, even though they were um, shooters, they did not have access to the weapons unless they were at a um, competition with a million eyes on them. And as soon as you are um, do anything unsafe, that's it. Your gun is locked and you're off the range. Um, but um, I, I do see it as being very, or perceived as very political. 
And so I'm curious how you handle that um, in your organization. It's not easy because it has been made very political. And um, I totally agree with you. What you've done, you, you're a responsible gun owner. There are a lot of responsible gun owners that are part of the Be Smart program uh, because they they do it well and they teach their children well and and they want others to do the same thing. So it's not that we don't embrace gun owners, we do. And we do want them to model, that's part of the M, responsible behavior around guns. And um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've lived in New Hampshire, I've lived in Vermont, and, you know, there's a big tradition of getting the deer and having guns. And I understand that. And I've been in many homes with guns and most people um, had them in locked up in, in gun cases. And um, I never really worried about whether they, they were armed or not or, or loaded. But in hindsight, maybe I should have. <laughs> but um, they were all very responsible. They grew up with the tradition. They were taught well. And it was a big deal for you know children to join their dads or moms or whoever was going hunting to be able to join in. And it's, and it's, I get that. So yeah, so you can be a gun owner, you can be a hunter and you can be responsible. And that's what we ask. Now, for me, now I have three little ones and, you know, just as I was prepping for the, for this podcast and, and reading the link and just coming, like I've, I've had to answer and ask the allergy question, um, you know, for peanut allergies or any other things and snacks could the kids have during playdates. And it has never even come to mind to ask about guns. But I would feel, I don't know, I feel a certain way. Like I, I think I could ask about alcohol, you know, make sure alcohol is a way but I'd still be a little eh, about it because yeah. I'm, I'm just assuming because my kids are so young that the parent that they're going over because I would never have the alcohol in their children I would, I'm just assuming that and I would just I guess what I'm trying to get to is how would you advise me to to start that conversation about is there guns in the house I, I don't without making it seem like I'm invading their privacy or making them feel like, uh, or or making me feel like I'm a stigma of some sort or like, how would you advise me as a parent to start that conversation with my kids? That, that's a very good question. I, when I first became Be Smart Lead, I asked, you know, my children and my children's ex-husbands and, um, and it wasn't easy. I was easy to ask my children, but I know that um, it seems invasive. But I thought, well, if I can't, you know, talk about this without doing it myself. And it's not easy. It's it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel normal. But but wouldn't it be good if it was? Yeah. Wouldn't it be good considering that you know firearms is um, the number one means of death for children? Um, wouldn't it be nice to to have that you know recognized and make it in you know it, when you know so many children died in car accidents before they were required to have car seats 
I mean, you know, it was easy to talk about and, and guns are not easy to talk about. A lot of people hear all the mass shootings and, and they kind of just don't want to hear it. And they, you know, and it's not easy, but I think the goal of trying to normalize the conversation is a tough one, but I think it needs to be done. And do I have any um, suggestions for you? Try it, try it with maybe someone that, um, a family member or a very close friend, just, you know, to see the reaction. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't know what it's going to be. I know in my case, it was, it was fine, but it was hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, but I think it needs to be done. And I think with the be smart message. So if we, we'd like to reach out to the medical community and the school community um, to have them, you know, spread the word to parents about the importance of secure gun storage. And, you know, if they can talk about it, say at a child's um, doctor's visit or a, a school newsletter that goes home. I mean, the more information and awareness that's out there, I think the easier it'll be. I'm going to offer a suggestion. You okay. Can I listened to this podcast or I did this interview and I didn't realize how much gun violence there were was. And it's been brought to my attention that I should ask people if they have uh, unsecured guns in their house. Idea. You know, you could sort of put it out like, hey, I didn't realize this. I just heard it. I'm just throwing this out there as a question that I should be asking. And then should, would, would Be Smart suggest that we dig deeper? Because I, uh, now, because you're opening my eyes to a lot. And and proper gun safety to someone that I I'm speaking to may have been before I heard this podcast, uh, may have been you know yeah I keep it locked it's loaded yeah that it's safe and I would have thought it was safe but now hearing this it, do you suggest digging deeper like okay so what is safe in your household do you suggest yeah, that, that yeah. and and. Even I have my when my son-in-law said the exact same thing, he said, Well, you know, it um if I had a gun, which I, I think he does, um, you know, how how would I get to defend myself if it's unloaded and it's locked and 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 whatnot? And it is a big question. So yeah, um I think to dig deeper would would be good. Would it be easy? No, but I think it should be done. All right. And I think you know, so if, if we can get this information home to parents, just the awareness of if you have a gun, um, you know, keep it securely locked and separate from the ammunition. And and if, you know, parents can become comfortable with asking about guns in other people's homes, and if the medical community could, you know, suggest for children's you know, doctor's visits, you know, do you have a gun in the home? Um, well, this is what you, you know, think, think about this to keep your child and other children safe. Um, I think that'd be wonderful. I, I have to say, I've asked my own doctors, uh, different visits, if they knew anything about Be Smart. They didn't. So <laughs> I told them. So our yeah, our I think we did a long way to go. Yeah. Our pediatrician has asked for years about gun safety and guns in the home and 
all that. Really? That's yeah. wonderful. Where is That's it? wonderful. She's in Massachusetts. I don't know if that matters, but um, ever since the kids were young and then when she heard they were competing, she would ask more questions about, you know, safety. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I love that. She's and I just, I just, <laughs> I, I just spoke to a, a group of students at Rhode Island College. They were, they were studying um, how guns are impacting people's lives and as nurses, you know, what they're going to encounter. And they were very interested in the Be Smart program. And I mean, it is going to impact nursing, nurses, doctors, I mean, people that have to deal with the with the gun wounds. And so that's, you know, it's a step in getting that word out. And I really appreciate the Rhode Island uh, College professor for asking me in. And I really appreciate you for asking me in for something that's totally preventable. Um, can you tell us about the extreme risk law? So the extreme risk law is, um, that's the red flag law. Okay. And so that's that's when you know of someone who's might be a threat to themselves or others, and you know that they have or might have access to a weapon, that's when you notify um, the police or our medical community that you're worried about them. And many states have it, a lot of states have it, but they, it depends on the police force, whether they're going to use it or not. Uh, lots of times it gets hung up in courts and it doesn't get activated in time. Um, and other times it's used successfully so that the, the weapons are removed from the home, the person gets counseling and med and uh, mental health care, and then they determine whether the weapons can be returned. That's I think that's something we all need to do. We all need to be um, keeping our um, friends and our relatives safe uh, from themselves if they're having a, a mental health crisis. Absolutely. Uh, you said one thing that we all can do is help get the the word out. Be smart. Uh, be smart for kids. Their their word out. How? What type of resources? does Be Smart provide for, for the community to help get that word out? Okay, that's a good question. So um, on the Be Smart website, which I I sent to you, it's besmartforkids.org. Um, there are all sorts of resources available that you can just download. And there are, there are flyers, there are handouts for both the school communities and the medical communities. There are presentations that we can give um, unique to what, you know, their job is. And, um, actually in Barrington last year, we managed to get the school committee to adopt a resolution for, um, promoting Be Smart within the schools, which is another thing we can do. Some two, over 2 million students around the country li live in school districts that have this type of resolution. And that what it means is they will, you know, send home newsletters and they will um, try to make all the parents or caregivers aware of the fact that they should securely store their guns. And it's a, it's a health, um, a public health crisis that can be averted. So that's, that's some things that can be done and that are being done. Mm -hmm. um, I think some 
police stations too offer free gun lock. I don't know if it ebbs and flows with funding, but for a while, our police station had free gun locks available in their lobby. So you could probably always reach out to them. And if you needed them, I'm sure they would um, find a way to help you. I know in Rhode Island, there's there's uh, not all police stations, but there's a number of police stations you can get free gun locks from. And also, you know, many police state police um stations have a, a safety day with for families and and usually secure gun storage is part of that safety day and i've actually provided materials for that oh. so working with the police working with educators medical um, professionals it's all very important awesome so okay. go ahead so what would Sorry. be the best way for the community to get in touch with you to maybe collaborate or partner up with Be Smart. Okay, I'm the best way would be to um, email me, which is fine. Which is do you want do, do you want my email? Sure. Okay, it's s e m o r e t t i n i at gmail dot com. Also, um, Moms Demand Action uh, could be. You know, the um, you could contact Moms Demand Action. You could contact Every Town. They both have websites, and uh, I think that's that's the best way. It's a national organization. It's a national organization. So, but we do have our representatives in Rhode Island. That's great. Oh, great. Thank you so much. You've given us so much information. Thank you. Um, you know, I found I did, did much better when I didn't try to access all my <laughs> data. <laughs> and uh, and thanks for having me because this is such an important issue and it's, it is totally preventable. And, and I thank you for what you do, bringing, you know, other issues that are totally preventable to the public. And thank you. It's, a, it's an important thing. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. you. The work you're doing is just as important. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye-bye. I'm Polly, and you've just listened to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable.